Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Got a box of 2023 Goodwin Champions, a hobby box from our friends at Upper Deck. Approximately $150 on the street now, released more than a month ago. It does hold the 2023 year designation, which uh, I hope they're catching up. It came out in very early 2024, but all the work was probably done in 2023. Not a big problem, especially in these multi-sport sets or even other than sports in there. 18 packs of five cards each. I'd probably really have five packs of 18 cards each, but that was okay. Basically, one thing I noticed is that when you get these five card packs, the middle card in the pack was usually the best card. So you have two regular cards, something a little bit better. To me, that's a lot better to put the better cards in the middle of the pack. Because when you're opening packs, depending on your technique, it seems like there'd be less damage, less opportunity for corner dings or other kinds of problems with a card in terms of handling for the cards that are in the middle of the pack. I noticed a 14-year-old plus in a lot of these sets, we don't think of them as 14 plus years old. I don't know if that's a recommendation. I don't think they're checking at, at the point of purchase, but if that's what it's intended for, why would that be? Uh, like I said, most, most people started collecting when they were seven, eight or nine, 10, 11, 12, and then 13 and 14, you get in the teenage years in the old days. That's when they started to move on. But I think you could say that uh, perhaps they're positioning Goodwin's champions with a, an educational component because there's a lot of other interesting stuff besides uh, just the sports stuff. So some of these uh, thicker cards that are relics and patches that have nothing to do with sports that are curiosities. I think if you're an eight-year-old kid, you maybe follow baseball or football or basketball you may not be a history buff at the age of eight or nine or 10. So maybe that's what they're getting at. Perhaps it's not a prohibition. Maybe it's the thought that if you're not 14 or more, you might not enjoy this. Again, I, I hope people are still buying cards in large part because they enjoy the product, not because they think they can uh, flip it. The base design didn't do much for me every year. Base cards are just part of the deal. Even the horizontal treatments but again, I don't think that's why people are buying this product. They have to have that. In fact, you know, one of the problems you have is that when the base cards are not looking that great, it's because they're the base cards. And in so then in comparison, the inserts and some of the parallels can can really pop. So you have to have a base card. If the base card looks fabulous, then what do you do for an encore? How do you take it to the next level with the inserts and all that? So uh, it's the same problem Mercedes-Benz have or any other car maker that has several lines of cars. If 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 you've got your top-of-the-line model that's a sedan, let's say, and then you have a, a mid-priced one and then a lower-priced one, they can't all look the same or they're not going to pay the higher price if it looks the same as the one. And so they don't want to make the lower end model, the cheaper model, and they're still expensive, but the cheaper model, they don't want to make it look ugly, but it needs to look not as many frills or not as tricked up as the top end model. Again, if there's no difference, then people, presumably they would just buy the cheaper one if it looks the same. So that's psychology, I think, of some of the card manufacturers. The base cards are the base cards. If you don't like them, it provides a baseline for inserts that pop and other kinds of things that you could treatments. And that really happens in this product because you get different card stock and acrylic and foil treatments. So it's a very interesting set. And that's why I like it. 
always love multi-sport sets. I love uh, sets that have uh, old players and new players. And some of the players in Goodwin Champions are not just new. There's some high school guys in there. So that's legal now. So they're basically signing these players or celebrities one at a time. They promised at least two hits per box. I certainly got that. So I'm not displeased about that. Again, the problem is not that you get your two hits. You want those two hits to be two big names or two of your favorite players. But I got, as advertised, uh, didn't expect team logos on the card because of the nature of the, of the licensing uh, for Upper Deck and putting all this together. But I also did note that on some of the cards, it, it doesn't say RC, but it says rookie. And so I think rookie is a word that you can say RC is a term of art, not patented and tra- trademarked or copyrighted, but you can't just use the RC unless I think it's a licensed uh, product, which we do see. It just says rookie, which kind of means RY, issued in the rookie year. I always look at the odds on the pack or on the box, either one, and I notice that some of the odds listed on the box are, are grouped, that out of a certain number of packs, you're going to get some within this group. And that made it really tricky for us when we were trying to do price guides for products like this, because you really want to know for each type of card, how plentiful or how rare it is. I got five decoys. I don't always like that. I do try to use them. I don't use them for art. I use them for stiffeners and boxes. Although I may try to show them to grandkids where they could make their own card. It's a card without any image on it. A couple episodes ago, I talked about thick packs and thin packs, skinny packs. I noticed that there were packs here that were a lot thicker than others. Again, product is probably mainly going to be sold by the box, not by the pack with 18 packs. On the other hand, if you did pick up a pack, you you could pretty easily notice without weighing it or feeling it that much, you could see that some of the packs were quite a bit thicker. In the other product, I was thinking uh, I'd rather the thin pack because I, I prefer autograph regular card or an autographed insert or a low serial number or exotic insert compared to a game used or some kind of a tricked up card, which Goodwin really has. So if you like these non-sport subjects and themes that they have that are really not sports, pretty far afield from sports, then the thick packs, then then fine, if you have a choice. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily more valuable, but it, you'd be more inclined to expect that. In fact, that's 18 packs of five cards. I had one pack that was one card. Of course, it was a, one of these uh, jumbo patch, a manufactured patch, a manufactured thing. So I wasn't excited about it, but it's a decent card. Philosophically, uh, I really believe if you're buying this product, it's not for the base cards. I think even the rookies there, I think the preferred rookie cards, I haven't discussed this exactly with Victor Roman, the rookie card specialist, but preferred rookie cards usually come from a single sport set, if all things being equal, not a conglomerate set where you could get anybody and everybody in lots of different sports that you could get, basketball, football, baseball. They rarely would be a preferred rookie coming from this product. So don't expect that. Really what you're buying it for is the eclectic nature of the set and dealing with the special cards. That kind of one card per pack. It's actually maybe a little bit more than one card per pack, but you're getting these cards that are inserts or parallels, lots of different treatments. I haven't mentioned sponsors yet. First of all, I want to thank Upper Deck as being the primary sponsor for this because they provided this $150 box and I thank them for that. But my other sponsors, I want to weigh in for them on this product because I think all the card companies ought to do their own thing, but they really should be observing what other competitors are doing. I'm not not one for copying, 
But if you ignore what your uh, competitors or other other key players in the field are doing, uh, that's 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 not wise either. Uh, my old company, they're not really a competitor of Upper Deck. In fact, uh, we work closely with them and enjoyed the relationship. But this product impacts the Beckett OPG, the Beckett Marketplace, and BGS. If you can imagine, the price guide guys at Beckett have to figure out, okay, just to be listing the set, it's very complicated, lots of parallels, lots of inserts, lots of subjects. And so it's it always was tougher for us to gather information for that. In the marketplace, they're just going to be put up there just like in every market face, every platform. People are going to put up cards um, in the Beckett marketplace. Uh, you're not charged by how many cards you put up there. So if you open a box, you could put all the cards there and it's already included in your store fee. And BGS, I think graders get criticism. If you're a grader and you, you need to know what you're grading and, and for, the, for the most part they do. And if they don't, they'll study up on it. But when a new product comes out like this and some cards get submitted, they need to know what it is and have some concept, even though there's not a price a differential based on how expensive the card is. They need to know this is a more valuable card, a tougher card. Com C, I would say probably not smart to send the base cards into Com C, although maybe some of the big names uh, might get uh, some action early on, but uh, it, it's very competitive with base cards on Com C. Uh, Burbank loves all cards <laughs> and they make all cards available, even the base cards, because they have an amazing service business. They have products, but they're really serving customers that they know if they go there, they can buy, they can just call their shot. So everything would be put up on Burbank. Stadium Sports Cards, my friend Mike, from what I understand for Mike, a lot of the action at his store is more toward the wax. And so my guess is if he got a case of these in, he'd pull them out and sell them by the box. Heritage Auctions, not their main thing, although they've moved more and more into newer stuff as long as it's something that's high demand. So if it's shiny, that's not a problem for them if it's also valuable. So a reasonable choice. If you pulled something stupendous, they would be interested in that. But it's not the first thing you think of. Also, don't think about Huggins and Scott as much. They have their treasure chest. Now, if you opened up a, a case of Goodwin Champions, and you pulled out the one case hit and then put the rest of them in a lot for, for Huggins and Scott to put out there. I've seen that for other sets. Now, maybe it's too new and too fresh, but people like to buy lots like that there. And finally, Panini. I think Panini needs to be observing with interest what Upper Deck is doing because Upper Deck is, I think, done well in this market without major license other than having Michael Jordan and LeBron James up until now and Tiger Woods and, and Wayne Gretzky. They've had some iconic goats they've signed to exclusives, but their future may be more in line with doing products like this. So they need to be thinking, what can we learn from this? Can we do it better? Can we do it different? Finally, Fanatics, which is going to be the uh, incumbent and be the the dominant producer with having baseball, football, and basketball uh, within the next uh, year or two. Even though they they will be the volume leader when all that kicks in, they still need to be thinking about interesting cards and interesting uh, concepts and themes that uh, collectors like. And so to the extent that collectors like Goodwin Champions, why do they like it? There's focus groups that you can do with collectors before the product is issued. But even more, I'd like to encourage the card companies to do focus groups after the and I think they do, after the product is produced and they bring in some collectors of varying ages and types and let them open the box and see what they ooh and ah over. Like I said, it was very colorful. I appreciated it. 
I like the eclectic nature of it, but it's a necessary thing. It's a niche. And also there's a branding element that Goodwin Champions means something. They're for the most part champions. And I enjoyed it. Thanks, Upper Deck. Thanks, listeners. I'll be back again in a couple of days with another more traditional episode. The man-